0: welcome ladies and gentlemen to another romeo Carey podcast still in season one this is episode 27 27 is the second part of the jordan maxwell video jordan maxwell the preeminent scholar on the occult and religion he's a master decoder of symbology spent his whole life really understanding symbols and likes to share it with the world closing out this year. A couple more episodes left for season one. I want to just say all pain in life is derived at the at the hands of the author. That means everybody is the author of their own pain. That means they write the script for what it is that their state of mind is in. So you need to recognize that your state of mind is completely dictated by your input. So if you intend to have a really good day, you need to write that today's going to be a beautiful day and that my life is beautiful and that I'm going to make the best with what I've got. All misery is relegated to those who write a miserable script. Without further ado, I bring you Jordan Maxwell. And so
1: that's what I've always wanted to do, is just be a conduit for all kinds of strange and interesting things that people, generally speaking, don't know. And, you know, so many people in this country feel helpless. Well, it's because they are helpless, because they have no power, because knowledge is power. And so if you have no knowledge as to what's going on, you can't fix anything. So that's the big problem in America today. People have no idea in the world what's going on or how the trick works, and it is a trick. America is a very powerful country, and it didn't get that way by being kind and courteous. It got that way by, like, the British. The British, I mean, the British Union Jack flag has the cross of St. Andrew, the crisscross, then it's got the cross of St. George on it's called the Union Jack flag. So you got two crosses. That's why they were called double crosses. The whole idea of the British have always been double crossing. They've always been lying, cheating, uh, manipulating. It's an extraordinary story. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. When I talk about the British, I'm not talking about the English people. I love the people. But if I'm a white guy in say uh, a black country in Africa and I get thrown into jail, uh, and I'm the only white guy in the jail, <laughs> the first thing, uh, the smart thing for me to do is get everybody fighting each other. So I tell one guy, you know, you know what he said about your mother, and another guy, you know what he said about you, and before you know it, I've got everybody fighting each other. Good, let them kill each other and leave me alone. That's what England does. England gets everybody fighting each other and then they come in and buy up the property and and end up owning it all and do it all behind the scenes so that no one should ever know and that's why they're a bunch of double crossers. And I, I as an American I'm just amazed at how the American people just fall all over themselves for the royalty and the prince and princess. You know nobody likes to be talked down to and treated with disrespect, nobody. You know how many times would you would you want to be in the company of people who look at you like you're like you're trash under their feet and won't even talk to you, have nothing to do with you, and yet Americans love to crawl on their knees to see the Queen Mum as she rides by in her gold chariot and flips a cigarette out at you, uh, you know, and her Prince Charles and all these princes and princesses. And they live off of the off of the sweat and, and and the blood and the sweat of the of the working people, and the people and people love it. So, as far as I'm concerned, you know, we get what we we get what we pay for. We get what we want. People love to crawl on their knees to their masters and to uh, important people, politicians. It's all business. You need to understand this: that all of life is considered commerce. Everything is business. Everything is based on commerce. You need to look up the word commerce, and I got a lot of that stuff I'll show you later. And uh, if you look up in a law dictionary, look up the word Congress, because we like to talk about how the United States has a Congress. Do you know what the word Congress means? Sex, the sexual, sexual act is referred to lawfully as Congress. You co-rest, then you Congress. And, and, the, and the very word commerce, the very word commerce has to do with sex. It's a, it's a sexual term, commerce. So that's why if you're getting married, you have to have a license. You know, why do you have to have a license? Well, because it's, because you need to understand that you are a corporation. Your body is considered by law to be a company, a corporation. And if you're going to do business with another corporation, which is fine, but you have to have 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 a license, right? So, um, and if the the project doesn't work out, you're not going to God, you're going to court because it's a business. You have a partner. (laughs) So if I see you with some girl and I tell you, you know what, I think she's bad company, and you say, mind your own business, company, business, partner. We're talking commerce. That's why you have to have a license to get married. You have to have a license because the marriage is considered a commercial venture. And so um, this is why attorneys have to have a license to, to practice law. And the reason why is because it's, it's a business. They're going to make a lot of money representing you. Well, how are they going to make the money representing you? Well, it's because of their knowledge of the law books. So you cannot take a story that I write and make a movie out of it without talking to me first. That's <laughs> my story I wrote, and you take it to make a movie. No, thank you. It don't work that way. You come to me first and talk to my attorney and pay me up front if I allow you to, to use my, my work. Same thing with an attorney. Uh, you're going to use a book. The law books to represent me, and I'm paying you. Well, you need to you need to get a permit from the people who wrote the law book, because you're using their their work. And then, when you find out that uh, all of America laws, federal, state, county, city laws, all of our laws in America are copyrighted in Canada for the British. All of our laws are all copyrighted for the British. So we're living under British Maritime Admiralty law. I mean, it's a fascinating subject of how the world really works. I mean, uh, there's so much to tell you and so much to talk about. I don't even know where to start. But, but I do believe uh, I'm more interested in my personal life. I'm more interested in theology and religion uh, and the ancient world uh, in relation to theology. But. I realize that there is a very important need for people to understand how government works and how the laws work. Let me give you an example. We talked about this before. If you will have a two-story building and you're going to put a lot of weight upstairs like printing presses or whatever. The first thing to do is to go downstairs and get on a ladder with a building inspector and go up through the ceiling tiles and see if the floor is going to hold that kind of weight before you go building on it. So what you're doing is you're standing under the foundation uh, to get understanding. That's where the word comes from. So if you haven't gone below the surface on everything, then you don't understand what's going on. So you need to realize that all the things that we see every day, the words and terms that we use, why do you have police? You have police because, well, that's a whole different story. (laughs) I could get into that when we get into government and how America was founded. But um, it's just an extraordinary, fascinating world of words and terms. Why do you go to court? You play basketball and tennis on a court. (laughs) Yeah. So, and how do you play tennis on a court? You play with a racket. Come on. So, when you understand the words and terms and and the catchphrases that the professional people use in these and these uh, different disciplines, uh, you begin to see how all of this is a manipulation of words. And put an S in front of the word "word" and become "sword," because words can kill you. Yeah, you know, when you go into a court. The whole idea in a court is to put the ball back in the other guy's court. So you've got one team, a team of lawyers, and that team picks the ball up and throws the ball back in their court. Now that team picks the ball back up and throws it in your court. And so the whole idea, is a game, it's commerce, it's business. And the judge is ruling from the bench. The word bench is a bank in Latin. So therefore the judge is ruling from the bench. That's why he gives you a bench warrant. If, if you don't show up in court, you get a bench warrant. Bench means bank. The law is not care, doesn't care about you, the bank cares about you. Now, you were gonna pay a lot of money in fines, and they were gonna make a lot of money off of you and you didn't show up, so they issue a bench warrant. And again, you need to realize that courts are nothing more than a commercial endeavor. And why do you have a, 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 a fence and a gate in a courtroom? And people go in and sit down, and but there's a fence and a gate. What does that mean? Well, the gate is a water gate. Because the idea being is that the people who sit out here on this side are under the law of the land. We've heard that term, law of the land. Yeah, people live on land. However, once you walk through the gate, you're now in hot water because the inside the gate is maritime admiralty. Inside the gate is on the is is rule. The rule now is not on the land. Now you're in water. Because that's all there is is just land and water on the earth. So once you're in a courtroom and you walk through and you put your hand when they call your name and you put your hand on the gate and open the gate that piece of wood across the the gate that you opened up is called a bar. And you're not licensed to pass the bar. So that's why when you open the gate, it's called a floodgate. You are now in territory of water. And so now you're in hot water and someone's gonna have to bail you out. (laughs) And because you're 90% water, if somebody can't bail you out, they're gonna put you in a cell because you're a biological electrical water Maritime Admiralty Product. They're going to put you in a cell. Well, let me let me better go back and explain that you are a corporation, and 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 there's two ways of of explaining this. You are a business, and that's why I don't want you putting your nose into my business, right? It's because you are, in fact, by law, a business, a corporation. That's why when you die, you're a corpse because you were a corporation, now you're defunct, you're, you're out of business. But how do you tell, see, there's, there's two of you. <laughs> My goodness, I don't even know where to start on this. Look at, <clears throat> you ask anybody how many states are in our federal union, are, are in, our, are in our union in this country? And people will tell you there's 50 states. There is not 50 states. There's 100 states in our union because there are two states in every state. First of all, say in California, you have California State. California State is California. But the word State of California is not California. State of is is a word that's used in maritime law to denote the federal government operating inside of California. So State of is federal. So you have Cal State Northridge, Cal State Long Beach, Cal State. Cal State is the state but state of California is federal. So now you need to know when you go into court to play the game, uh, whether you're going to be in a, and you're going to need a lawyer or an attorney, because they don't mean necessarily the same thing, because it, the words, words and terms and, and, and how this stuff really works. And the judge in a courtroom, I forgot to mention, the judge sits on, he rules on the bench, as I said, which is a bank, but uh, the judge wears a black robe. Why does he wear a black robe? Black robes are a very important symbol. It means something to people who know. This is why, uh, you know, the, when kids graduating from school, college or you know, high school, wear black robes. Uh, Darth Vader wears a black robe. Dracula wears a black robe. Uh, black robes represent something very important. It represents the planet Saturn. The planet Saturn were is referred to in the ancient world as Lord of the Rings. We're still mm-hmm. making movies in Hollywood, Lord of the Rings, which is the planet Saturn, Lord of the Rings. And the ancient people were told to listen to their gods, so women would wear an ear ring. Men mm-hmm. were to get married before their gods, so they wear a wedding ring. Get it? Mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings, Saturn. It's it's everywhere. It's- and so, the, you know, and, and the, the Hebrew, the ancient Hebrew and the P- Hebrew people, they celebrate something called Sabbath, which is a uh, holy day, which is Friday evening to Saturday evening, because they count their days from evening to evening. Why? There's a reason for that, too. Very simple, but uh, <clears throat> it has to do with moon worship, I'll get into that later. <laughs> but, uh, but Saturn was, as I said, referred to as Lord of the Rings. And, um, uh, what was I saying? Where was I going to go with that? But it has to do with uh, the use of terms and words that uh, today people don't understand the connections. Um, there's so much going on in my head right now I'd like to be able to express, but there's just so much, I don't even know where to begin with this stuff. Oh, yeah, well, okay. Well, okay. okay. yeah. Well, first of all, <clears> there, <throat> the way the government is set up today, <clears throat> uh, I sh- well, let's see, where would we start to make sense on this? First of all, If you say that you are a U.S. citizen, what you think, like if you go to a a bank or go into any big corporation or whatever and fill out an application, uh, and they ask you, are you a U.S. citizen, and you say yes, what you think that they're asking you on the application is, are you lawfully in America to, to do business here? That's not what they ask you. Any good attorney would say, I didn't ask you that. Listen to what I'm saying. I'm asking you, are you saying of your own volition, out of your own mouth, are you testifying that you are a U.S. citizen? And you think, well, of course I'm a U.S. citizen. I'm perfectly, you know, this this is my country. I'm a U.S. citizen. No, that has nothing to do with you being lawfully in America. U.S. citizen means that you are an employee, of a foreign corporation which was incorporated in Delaware back in 1871. It's a privately owned company. There was a company after the Civil War was incorporated in Delaware, and about right about 1868, 69, 70, and in 71. So there was a privately owned company incorporated. Well, anybody can incorporate a company, anybody. But you have to have a president of the corporation, a vice president and a secretary treasurer. And so some, there was a group of men got together and formed a corporation called the United States Corporation. And basically in that corporation, anyone who works for that corporation would be called a citizen. So to, and so it's, it's called a U.S. corporation. It's a privately owned company. And so what you are saying, if you say you're a U.S. citizen, is you're saying that you are an employee of a foreign corporation because the corporation is not in California, it's in Washington, D.C. And so that's the corporate headquarters. And so, But you are working for them, so you are an employee of a foreign corporation. And therefore, uh, you are a corporation. You are an, a franchisee, I think the word is, franchisee. So it's like if you open up a McDonald's here, you are not McDonald's. You're merely a franchise. You're merely one of the McDonald's. And so the idea being is that the corporation, privately owned company in in, in uh, Washington D.C., it's a corporation. It has a president, a vice president, secretary, treasurer, uh, and you are an employee of that corporation. So therefore, in California, if you're living here and making money here in California. Uh, you are a franchisee of a foreign corporation and you're working here making money in California. If you go back to the 1849 Constitution of California, 1849 Constitution of California says that California will never ever have a state tax. So there is no such a thing as legally unlawfully as a state tax in California. We don't have one. But, If you are a U.S. citizen, which means you're an employee of a privately owned company called United States Corporation, incorporated in 1871, then you are a franchisee of a foreign corporation. Therefore, you don't pay the California state tax. You pay the California franchise tax board because you're a franchisee of a foreign corporation. California has has no state tax. Yeah. So the way, well, first of all, it's a, it's a very, very, um, it's a very dangerous subject to talk about in public, because there are ways to do it, but you have to understand what, what you've gotten yourself into. Let me explain something first before we get into how to get out of it. Um, all ships... Everything is based on maritime admiralty. Everything is based on the law of water because there's only land and water on the earth. So the land, as I said, in a court, the people are on this side are the uh, are under the law of the land because they live on land. But inside, where the judge sits, is water. Okay, it's it's maritime admiralty, the water, and one of the words. A word that is used in in the, in the ancient world for for the sea was mer m e r, which gives us mermaid, and so uh, and so we say that the water the waves are enchanting. So it gives us the word merchant, and so the merchant is the it's it's like music to his ears. The money coming in, you know? <laughs> and so it's a merchant. And so how do you get in to do music uh, to do business with the merchant? is you go through the front door, it's called an entrance, no, entranced <laughs> into, you You get entranced to go into to do business with the merchant. You need to understand that everything is, is basically in, in law based on water. Now, when all ships, and I'm giving this preface to answer your question later. All ships, rocket ship, sailing ship, I don't care what kind of ship it is, All ships are female, by law. You always have captains saying that, oh, she's a wonderful ship, or she's a seaworthy ship. All ships are female. And so when a ship pulls into harbor, it parks at the dock. And where it parks at the dock is called its berth, B-E-R-T-H. She is sitting in her berth. And so she ties off at the dock. And so every piece that comes off that ship Uh, say, for instance, $800 million worth of Toyotas coming off that ship, every single item coming off that ship has to have its own certificate of manifest. It's called a certificate of manifest. As they bring the car off, does it have four doors or two? the air conditioning? What color is it? And so every ship has to have its own paperwork. It's called a certificate because she has brought uh, the, the she's brought the product in. She, women, produced the product. <laughs> and so when she's sitting in her birth and every item coming out of her has to have a certificate, <clears throat> it's, that's why when your mother gave birth, she was in labor and she gave birth and so you have to have a birth certificate. And so the birth certificate has got to be signed by the dock because that's where the ship is sitting, by the dock. So and of course if you if you're taking off one of those cars and it falls down and crashes or a TV falls and breaks, uh, that's all right. It was stillborn, didn't get the you didn't get to make any money off of it, and that's okay, those things happen. But you have to have a doctor sign the death certificate. So the doc has to sign your certificate. And once you understand that uh, banks banks are banks run the court. And all banks pretty much are backed up by the real powers of a bank is bas- basically uh, insurance companies. Insurance companies are the brains and the power be- <clears throat> behind the bank. That goes back to the corporation again. So today, <clears throat> you are not free. We, in New York, they have something called the Statue of Liberty. It's not the Statue of Freedom. Liberty is what a sailor gets when he comes into port. You get liberty, not freedom. <clears throat> you can't just decide to walk off the ship with him, no. You talk to the captain. Why is a captain? Because the captain occupies a position by law as God. I don't know if you know that or not. But all captains of ships have the position under maritime law as deity. They're like God. <clears throat> That's the law. So a captain on a ship can do whatever he wants. If he, if he doesn't like you, he can put you in, 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 in and, and lock you up until you get back to port because he's God. Once he's in that ship, he's you know, he is the law. And so why we call him a captain? Because he represents capital. Capital is the money. You don't have the capital, you can't do anything. So it's, uh, it's, it's really an interesting story about how words are used to manipulate, exploit people. Um, and so, as I said, when she gives birth to you, you have to have a birth certificate, because that's why all your vital signs are on that certificate. You know, what color was it? How how much did he weigh? Uh, Did he have two hands? And so, because why? Because you are a product. She produced you. And so uh, the product becomes a commercial thing to be bought and sold. And here's what's very interesting. Your body, your physical body is a security on the New York Stock Exchange. Let me show you something. And when you take out your social security card and on the back of your social security card, I have one here. I think you know here it is. <clears throat> on your back of your on your social security card, if you go to work for a corporation, say like General Motors or Ford Motor Company or some Sears, some big corporation, you normally have a name tag that 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 says that you are lawfully in, employed by this corporation, and so the the social security uh number is your number in the corporation called United States corporation. this is your your tag number. all right However, uh, on the back of the on the back of the social security card uh, is a set of numbers on the very back of, of your social security card on the bottom uh, these numbers are in red. They don't have to be in red but often they are. These numbers represent your physical flesh and blood body, that's why it's in red. It represents your body on the New York Stock Exchange. <laughs> because your body, your physical body, is being bought and sold uh, on the Stock Exchange. So that's why if you take uh, money, you take the dollar bill, <laughs> you will see a series of numbers, the serial numbers. And if you take the back of your Social Security card and put it above those numbers, you will see they're they're matching. So the idea being is that uh, the back of the social security card is your body on the New York Stock Exchange, which is backing up the currency <laughs> in America. And so that's why you know there's a whole story about how you are a commodity on the on the stock exchange. Incidentally, you are worth, uh, from what I've gathered from hearing the people who know. They're saying that your body is worth something like six million dollars on the New York Stock Exchange, and that's interesting because if that be true, which I think it is, uh, that means that you're worth six million bucks right now yourself. Um, the, you know, <laughs> uh, I, I there's so much that, I, that that you need to understand about how the corporation works. So how do you how do you get freedom? Well, for one thing, first of all, you have to understand that you are not free. If you're a U.S. citizen, you are an employee of a foreign corporation, and they own your body. Therefore, to get away from that, you have to get out of the system. <clears throat> and the the laws have changed now because 9-11, 9 as far as I'm concerned, my opinion, and I've only been looking at it for 53 years, but my opinion is 9-11 was a setup job in order for the government to be able to do certain things that the people would never allow. But like Adolf Hitler did in Nazi Germany, he had his own people go out and burn down the Reichstag building. We know that. We know that from history now. We know that Hitler sent his own people out to burn down the government building in Berlin and scared the PYs out of everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Well, God knows we can go down the line. Uh, as a matter of fact, I should keep this out because we could talk about that. Uh, the symbols on the dollar bill, that tells you a lot too. Yeah. I started talking about this a long time ago, 45 years ago. Incidentally, when, when, you, were, when you were saying that um, I have been uh, influencing the, uh, the, the liberty movement, the freedom movement, I really have never been a party to any movement uh, at, at all ever. I've never joined any organization, and I was doing—I was doing what I'm doing, uh, 53 years ago, back in 1959, 60, 61. I was going around town giving lectures on secret societies, who prints the money national coats of arms, tre- you know, national treasure kind of things, uh, who wrote the Constitution, where did it come from. And so I've been doing this stuff for many, many years, and uh, obviously, at the time I was doing it, nobody knew what I was talking about. But I've, the, the basic story I've been trying to get out for all my life is that nothing in this world works the way you think it does. Nothing. The U.S. government is not what you think it is. It's a corporation. It's a company. It's like it's like Baskin and Robbins. It's like uh, a Target. It's a corporation. It's a company. So are you. You're a corporation. And uh, and so how do you tell the difference uh, when when because there are two of you. As I said, there are two states. Uh, in every state, well, there's two of you. There's the there's the one that God created. The one that, that your parents d- uh, gave to the world. But there's also the, the legal you. Now, understand this. There is no law on this earth, not federal, state, county, city, nothing. No, no law in the world applies to your physical flesh and blood body. The reason why the logic was in the ancient world, and especially in the Middle Ages, was all the kings realized that nobody can control you. Even your mother can't control you. When you were a baby, she had no control over you. And nobody knows what's going on in your head from one day to the next, so nobody can control you. But the kings wanted to be able to have control. So how did they do it? They're very simple, they created another you.